0: Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Do you own any Ethereum-based NFTs? If you answered yes, would you consider yourself to be a whale? And when I say whale, I mean someone who has a lot of money to throw around and you really move markets. Well, believe it or not, in the eyes of many people that are collecting on other blockchains outside of the Ethereum network, they view Ethereum collectors as whales. Today, we're going to discuss what all of that means, why that is, and how it came to be that anyone that collects on Ethereum is considered to be a whale. First, I must say this whole term whale is not even a Web3 term. I originally started hearing this a long time ago when we're speaking about different people who come into the casinos, such as sports team owners and these multi-billion dollar company owners, and they're coming in and they're spending lots of money. We're talking about people that are throwing $100,000 hands in one game, one gamble, and those are the people that were considered to be whales in casinos. There's lots of movie characters like that, and they always have someone that is signed to them to just keep their cups full because when a whale comes on the scene, lots of money is being thrown around. They're definitely going to change the dynamics of the room. So that's where that whole term whale actually comes from. We've adopted that into finance on Wall Street with stocks and all of that. But then it came into Web3, this whole NFT and crypto space. So anyone that does not really know what that word means or that term, that's how it came to be. And that's like the big fish in the water, even though a whale technically isn't a fish. But anyways. Recently, I've been in a lot of spaces with Solana projects and people who are collecting also on ADA or Cardano, I should say. The overall sentiment with these collectors is that these Ethereum whales are coming over here and they're spending all sorts of money. And honestly, each chain has its own advantages and disadvantages. But generally speaking, when you go off of the Ethereum network and outside of that ecosystem, it is basically seen that Ethereum people have no regards to price and they just throw money around like crazy. And to me, that is very laughable. I actually came into the whole ecosystem, WAX and everything with literally $25. That is how I came in. I was buying NFTs for pennies, a few dollars here and there. And it was just fun for me. And then of course, hopping over to other blockchains. uh, If you really have known my bio, listening to other episodes, you sort of know that's how I came in. And Ethereum was not my first choice. So now that I collect on Ethereum and I go to others and I'm in spaces and people refer to me as a web, I think it's very laughable because it's not like I own Bored Apes or anything of that nature. I own some of these stable low-end ones that are just basically in the growth phase right now, and I'm looking to ride those to the moon or whatever you want to say. However, by no means can I say that I have one of the blue chips or anything that is just astronomical value even anywhere in the realm of any of these top-end projects. So with that said, I am not a whale. However, A lot of the times I come into a room and I'm speaking about what I'm doing and various projects that I'm involved in, I'm considered a whale. And mainly that is because of people's sentiment towards the ethereum blockchain and i should know this very well because it took me the longest time to come over on ethereum and a lot of people who might be listening to this and have not decided to jump in now is actually a very great time because prices are low gas is low however still just understanding all of that and saying okay spending gas or that transaction fee to actually purchase an NFT is crazy because it's like an extra tax. However, let me give you a little bit of background as to why all of that is, and how that came to be. First of all, that gas fee is what is being paid to the miners or the people that are processing these transactions, and that's what's keeping the whole blockchain ecosystem going. And this is the same thing, anything that you've ever heard of of proof-of-work blockchains, such as Bitcoin and Ethereum, It is processing power like the CPUs and the GPUs, I should really say, is really doing all of the work of maintaining this ledger, which is the records, all the transactions, all the sales all the funds that are changing hands, the various wallets, everything is stored on this big open ledger. And all of this computing power is what keeps it going and makes sure everything is verified. There's no fraudulent activity and all of those things. So that is why there is a fee because the system is ran on raw computing power. And as a result, it is actually pretty slow and expensive to make transactions on these blockchains. So it has its positives and it has its negatives. The positive side of this is that it is that much more incentive is given to the various computers and nodes and people that are helping to verify and authenticate the information on this, that there is so much money to be made that they're going to work extra hard to make sure everything is valid and that they're keeping the integrity of the whole system. Anyways, going back to this whole thing it is so expensive to actually transact on Ethereum. Therefore, the price and the value is sort of baked into the various NFTs that are on this. Because what ends up happening is, if someone has to spend 50 or or $100 for a transaction, by default, that the value of that thing is going to be more than $100. It is very hard, or not, not that it's impossible, but it's pretty irrational impractical to have something valued at a dollar to have a hundred dollar transaction fee attached to it. So just giving that as an example, that it is just baked into the price and the way people evaluate what is uh, the value of NFTs and any kind of asset that is going to be somehow transacted on the Ethereum blockchain, knowing that the transaction fees are high, that is sort of baked into the price of it, if that makes sense. And I'll just give you an example using my personal uh, experience. And you have, if you've hopped around from blockchain to blockchain, you probably have gone through the same line of thought. And that is why people are saying, "Okay, these Ethereum whales. But when I first came into it, as I said, with a very low number, $50 was a big transaction to me up until the fall. Buying an NFT for $50 seemed like a big purchase to me. However, once I came onto the Ethereum blockchain, the very first transaction I made, I Just looked it up, it was $203, and I ended up paying $77 worth of transaction fees. So that's gas and all the fees to actually transact on OpenSea and everything. So we're speaking about a fee that is higher than most transactions that I would even consider on any other blockchain to actually buy an NFT. So by default. Or in comparison, I should say that $200 NFT is pretty cheap compared to the fee that I'm actually paying just to buy it or transact with it. So it was very hard actually for me to make this purchase. But once I got in, it is a very slippery slope. And now I'm collecting and selling and trading and doing all sorts of things once you get that initial stomach. However, when someone is used to all of those fees and that heavy investment required. If they ever go over to another blockchain and they see all of the utility, all of the things that can be done on Solano or Wax or Cardano or any other blockchain for that matter, for the price and seeing that the transaction fees are either free or very low, it's just mind blowing. So the way everything is evaluated is on a different scale. Because That is one of the reasons why there's not a lot of gaming on Ethereum, because it's just very impractical. And any game that has an Ethereum collector base, they end up doing certain things off-chain, such on Polygon, or they do it in other ways. Or in the case of Axie Infinity, which originally started on Ethereum, they end up building their own blockchain, Ronin, and that took off. And you could do the research on that. I've spoken about that already. But Axie Infinity is probably the most successful play-to-earn game. And they ended up building their own blockchain to make things more Efficient. And the other day, I did some statistics really diving into all the various blockchains, and that Ronin blockchain is number two. So, all of those transactions, if they were taking place on Ethereum, would be just mind blowing. It would be billions of dollars of fees, gas fees, and all of that just to play that game and transact. And that's very impractical. So, Anyways, when these Ethereum-based collectors are used to those heavy fees and they go over, they see how things are cheap basically in their eyes, and in comparison, what they're actually getting, whatever it is as far as staking, playing a game, or anything, they say, wow, this is very cheap, so they can really dive into it, and they're comparing it to what they're used to spending on Ethereum. So, in that case, in the eyes of someone who has never experienced all those heavy gas fees or whatever, they think that an Ethereum person coming over is now a whale, they are less price sensitive because once you're used to paying $77, $100 or whatever it might be for gas and It gets even crazier during mint times when you are in gas wars and you're bidding possibly thousands of dollars just for the transaction fee. Those people come over on to a low gas fee project and they could just sweep the floor and buy up everything because on Ethereum, that would have been the transaction. That's not even the cost of the NFT. And I liken this on to when someone comes out of the city, we're talking about in real estate now. When someone comes out of, say, New York City, San Francisco, or any urban setting really, and go out into the suburbs, their value and their the way they perceive the real estate market in the quote unquote country is going to be on a different scale than someone who grew up in those suburbs because they're used to getting very small apartments or whatever it might be for just extremely high. Premiums because they're in the city on skyscrapers, and they're paying what people would be paying in the suburbs for a house, they're paying that for a parking spot. So, when they go out into the suburbs, they are literally just throwing money around because everything just seems ridiculously cheap. And as a result, what that actually does is it pushes up the price in the suburbs. So, those quote unquote country people are looking at these city slickers coming in and saying, Wow, they're ruining the market for all of us. Now they're pricing us out of our own neighborhoods, and we can't afford to live here when they're just coming out, maybe getting their weekend home, or they're just tired of the city and they're coming out and they're pushing us out of our own place. However, there's two sides to the coin. Some people will say it's a great thing that these city people are coming in and they're spending a lot of money, so those of us who want to move, well, we're getting a premium for what we would be getting if we were selling to these local people. And so it's the same thing when these collectors hop from one blockchain to the other. When an Ethereum person comes over, it's just mind-blowing how cheap things are, so they're willing to pay more. And because of that... It pushes up the price. So some people will say that is absolutely horrible. We're getting priced out of our own market. They should just go back to Ethereum and just not even come over here. But then other people, such as the project founders and the collectors who want to sell, they're excited, welcoming in the Ethereum people. And you'll even see that various people that are collecting on certain projects hold spaces with titles that sort of draw in Ethereum people. It's because they want to see, they want to highlight the value of that particular project on the new bl- blockchain so the ethereum people come in and spend more money because as i said when you compare it to the utility all the things that you can do on those blockchains without the gas fees it is just a very enticing offer if that case is made correctly so as a collector as a founder as a seller these are the various people that really have to consider all of these different things of inviting ethereum based people into the project the community whatever it is because it really affects. Various parties, some for the good, some for the worse. But if someone is trying to come into the space and they really only have such as myself, to play with, someone who is pushing up the prices and blowing everything out could be a negative in the sense that I wouldn't have been able to pick up as many NFTs as I did when I initially came into the space if someone was pushing up the floor price. However, at the same time, there's always new projects that are coming up and different places for these newbies to find things. So I don't necessarily think that is a horrible thing in the sense that, okay, yes, existing projects, the floor price and the everything is being raised. However, there's always something new coming out and prices are always affordable in the sense that it might not be the project that they initially wanted to get into based on the hype and everyone knowing that and speaking about that and tweeting about that. But if you do your research, you can find your people, your projects and everything. So on any budget, really, you can get into NFTs. So as far as all of that goes, I don't really put too much stock into that. But I always just want to say that it is laughable when people consider me to be a whale, because at the end of the day, I don't even own any NFTs that I purchased for over $1,000 once you convert it out into whatever uh, cryptocurrency it is. Really, I've spent a few hundred dollars on NFTs, but I have not broken over 1000 yet. So that is why I find it laughable when you have NFTs that are selling for millions and I have yet to crack 1000 to buy one. And all of these things that I have discussed is something that really should be considered for anyone that is trying to launch a project or implement NFTs into their business is understanding the psychologies of the collectors on each blockchain is very important because price matters a lot more to people outside of Ethereum. And yet, ironically, on Ethereum on chain utility is valued also a little bit less because again, the high transaction fees is not, they're not looking for a game to plug into on the blockchain and ha- incur all of those transaction fees. So you're going to more see things such as access to events and people and pre-sales and those types of things are more appealing to the Ethereum community than say staking or micro transactions for a game. Because again, that just gets very expensive and it's pretty ridiculous. So just keeping all of those things in mind when you're looking at all these different projects, communities, and blockchains, and just evaluating all of that against each other. So hopefully you found that interesting. I covered a unique aspect of this whole thing, but it's just something to consider when you're hopping into spaces, you're speaking to people, knowing where they are and where you are and how they might view each other differently. Although you might be looking at the same exact data, but you have different interpretations based on your experience in the space and whichever blockchain that you're used to. So I'd love to know, which blockchain did you start on? Where was your first experience getting an NFT? And if you have no NFTs, let me know, and hopefully I could walk you through getting a wax wallet, and I can send you a free NFT. But either way, I would just love to know, how did you start this journey? Feel free to share with me, at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. And as usual, I want to thank you for taking the time for listening to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So I look forward to the next one. So until then, later.